0: Hello and welcome to or welcome back to the Better Happy Podcast for Managers with me, Mike Jones. So on a weekly basis, I'll be bringing you a sub 30 minute podcast so you can listen to it on the way to or from work in your commute around how to be healthier and happier at work as a manager or leader. So specifically geared towards managers but useful for business owners as well and business leaders because you share many of the same challenges that we face at the management level what we're going to be covering today is the topic of how to reduce burnout how to reduce stress and overwhelm uh, so that you can enjoy your role and get better results without feeling stressed and still have a great work life balance and enjoy good health something that we would all love of course now burnout levels Get particularly high once we start getting to management and leadership positions. And last year, some data came out from Slack to show that uh, manage- management burnout levels hit a record high in the UK. So, this is in 2022, uh, being at around 45%. So, we know that there's a real problem with our managers getting burnt out. And actually, when we step back and look at it, which we will do in today's episode, we understand why that is. And when we understand why it is, then we can start to do something about it. But the first thing to just get into our heads is that this is a problem that's got to be addressed. Right. If you're a manager, you create the culture. And if you're stressed and burnt out, that's the culture that you're creating. Now often our good intentions lead to bad places. So when we go into management roles and leadership roles, uh, especially in the UK, but I'm sure it's a problem throughout the the wider world, we tend to have this mindset of martyring ourselves to be effective. We we're 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 gonna get good results because we're willing to work harder than everybody else. And whereas to an extent being a hard worker is is of course an, an advantage and, and and a good ethic to have in life that can also come at your detriment and if your mindset is that you will martyr yourself for the team or take it out of the context of business put put it into context with family so if you're a parent i'm going to martyr myself you know i'm going to sacrifice myself for my children because that's what leads to the best results um It's a poor philosophy, and it doesn't lead to good results at all. Actually, it leads to poor results. So if you if you're going to work yourself into the ground for the business, you're going to create a culture of working yourself into the ground. Your team are going to see that; they're going to think that's what they need to do. That you're going to get stressed and burnt out. They're going to get stressed and burnt out. Nobody's going to enjoy work. Levels of productivity and innovation are going to drop, and it's all going to come and turn into a negative. So we do have to take some personal responsibility for it because a lot of the time when we suffer with stress and burnout, it's because We've got this personal philosophy in our heads that we're gonna work ourselves into the ground. And we need to do something about that. And we need to see that strategically, that's not a good approach to work. Um, uh, you know, businesses are now suffering this because of suffering the effects of this because we're losing managers at two to five year points because they're getting burnt out. So we've got all of that built up experience and knowledge and skills that have been developed from the time in the company. And then we lose it because they've been working so hard for so long that they can no longer carry on. So it's bad, it's bad for everybody um something that's also important to understand though is that it's not just being busy that burns you out you know if you love what you do and you are working crazy hours the chances are you're not going to get burnt out but and this is an important but if you love what you do or don't love what you do if you don't know if you don't love what you do you're gonna get fed up but if you love what you do and you're working crazy hours because you don't think that you're good enough or you don't think that the result you're getting are good enough so you need to work more to make up for that you are 100% going to get burnt out and it's not the physical output that's burning you out it's the constant mental stress it's this constant voice on your shoulder telling you you're not doing a good enough job so you need to work more you need to work more you need to work more it's that constant voice on your shoulder that actually leads to you getting completely grinded down fed up and burnt out so that's an important distinguish, uh, distinguishing factor to make. A lot of people talk about if we want to reduce burnout and stress, we need to have better work-life balance. And uh, of course that's true, but if we want to have, if we want to reduce overwhelm and burnout, we need to get rid of these or learn how to have a, create, uh, a healthy relationship with these voices on our shoulder. Because if we let them take over, we work too much, we get stressed, we get burnout, and we get fed up. So that's a really important point to understand. Now, let me share with you my story around burnout. Um, I've worked with hundreds of managers, thousands of employees and helped around these issues. So I've got some really good insights around here, but the insights didn't start from that. The insights started from my own personal experience. So my story is I started my professional career in the British Army. I was an intelligence analyst and I got attached to the special boat service, so the, the, the water version of the SAS and did two tours in Afghanistan with them now these were physically and mentally demanding tours so for four to six months at a time um, I only had a small rest in between the two so I spent almost a year back to back in Afghanistan and you know working up to 20 hours a day sometimes um, for non-stop and obviously the work you're doing is you know people's lives are dependent on it so a very a very demanding job but I never got burnt out. When I I'd never actually been able to sleep on a plane. This is a really interesting, little insight. I'd never been able to sleep in a plane. and I'd done some travelling before this time, and I remember these. these I can't remember it was the first or second time I left from Afghanistan, getting on the plane, and once you get out of the runway and into the air, and you know you're safe because obviously you're at risk of uh, getting brought down on a plane coming out of Afghan. I remember once I got into the air, closing my eyes and not waking up till I got to the UK, and I think that was a twelve-hour flight or around that distance so i was physically shattered after both of those tours but i did not come close to or have any comprehension of what it meant to be burnt out i was just tired that's all it was um and then when i left the army i wanted to do some traveling lived on monasteries in thailand and nepal um had some great experiences studied spirituality studied buddhism but i also lived in australia and whilst i was in australia i took three months to go and work on a deep sea fishing boat which was a very cool experience but again deep sea fishing one of the most physically demanding jobs i've ever done in my entire life so uh we used to go out for 10 days at a time and we worked for four hours sleep four hours non-stop for 10 days so what was bobbing up and down on the on the sea uh trying to avoid everything that you pull out of the water because it's all deadly in Australia. You know, certain fishes are gonna kill you if you touch them. So it, it, it was a physically demanding job again. And again, I'm very tired after that. Very, very physically tired in my body, but certainly nothing along the lines of what we would uh, class as burnout. Fast forward a year, I think it's about 2016. I came back to the UK and I decided to start my first business, which was a little CrossFit gym. I was self-funded, started it, ground up, turned it into a six figure business developed a team a coaching team we had six staff you know some a couple of full-time coaches a few part-timers and uh, grew the business here and yet we doubled it in size every year for five years and this is what's really interesting because this business was nowhere near as physically demanding as being in afghanistan and working on deep sea fishing boat but because it was my business and because i felt that everything in that business was a, was a reflection of mike and because I also have some issues around perfectionism and not an imposter syndrome and I'm it. Um, I started to just work all the time. And the reason I was working all of the time is because I was constantly telling myself I wasn't doing a good enough job. There was issues that needed to be fixed. Things weren't perfect. And I needed to be busy, you know, for me to justify making money for this business to be successful, I had to work, I had to work more. I had to look after the team. I had to look after the clients. I had to go and fix these problems i had to make things better constantly better uh, so it started off you know working five days a week and then it turned into six days a week then it turned into seven days a week and then by the end of it so after the five years i'd had two weeks holiday uh, over a five five year period i'd stopped spending time with my friends and family uh, the last two years i was hardly training so i'd stopped looking after myself which is ironic because i was the owner of a gym uh, and i was i was completely exhausted i was completely mentally exhausted not physically And it's a completely different tiredness to the tiredness I experienced from being in Afghanistan and working on fishing boats. And this was more of a depression. I'd lost all my confidence. I'd lost all my drive. I'd lost my vision and excitement for the future. I was just mentally, um, exhausted. And the reason for this is because I had these voices on my shoulder, you know, that you're not good enough. That's, that's gotta be perfect. You're going to fail. Um people don't think you're doing a good enough job you you don't know what you're talking about all of these voices that most of us suffer with I I started listening to them because all of a sudden I I had these level I had these responsibilities on my shoulder not my, my job was no longer just to do stuff my job was to get results and the results were a reflection of me and this is the huge difference between being a being in a team and just getting paid to do stuff and being in a management and leadership position because as soon as you're in a management and leadership position you're kind of given free run with your time in theory but you're responsible for output and once that happens there's a whole new world of mental health challenges to overcome that if we don't understand will lead to us getting burnt out and this is why so many leaders and managers burn out so th- so the moral of that story is that it's not just being busy and being physically and working physically hard uh that lead to you burning out it's feeling responsible for results, feeling like you're not doing a good enough job and constantly putting the pressure on yourself to work too much, to, to, to be perfect, to listen. It's, it's listening to these negative voices that arise which you feel responsible for results and letting them dictate you. That's what leads to you getting burnt out. You know, I've worked with so many different managers where they work crazy hours and they're working on Sundays and I'm like, why are you doing that? And when it, when we dig down into it, very rarely is it because that's what's expected from the business. It's because they don't think they're doing a good good enough job and they're going to get found out. And the only way to make up for it is by working crazy hours. So um, just, to, just to get that clear for you as a listener, if you do suffer with that, it's very normal. <laughs> doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. And it definitely doesn't mean you genuinely aren't good enough at what you're doing. It's just part of being a human being. So what we've got to do is figure out how to create a healthy relationship with that stuff um, and not just wish it wasn't there because it will always be there because you're a human being so what i'm going to go through now is the five p's the five p's that have helped me um and the five p's that i've seen like really quickly change people's relationship with work and get them into a better place so p number one is prioritization okay if you don't prioritize your life somebody else will prioritize it for you so you've got to get into the habit of prioritizing yourself Okay. And what I like to say is you've got to develop the art of being sensibly selfish. Again, it comes back to this British mindset thing where we think the way that we're going to be successful and the way that we're going to get results is by martyring ourselves for others. You know, The way we're going to be a good parent is by sacrificing ourselves for the kids. The way that we're going to be a good manager is by sacrificing ourselves for the uh, team. The way we're going to get good results is by sacrificing ourselves for the business. And it's a terrible philosophy. It's very British. It's taught to us from a young age at school. But you've got, to, you've, got to, you've, you've got to battle that philosophy. It does not lead to a good place. There's a really famous uh, inspirational speaker who's passed away now, which Jim rarely who I'm a big fan of. And he talks about how poor the philosophy is of you look after me and I'll look after you. And he says that the way you need to think about it is I'll look after me for you and you look after you for me. I'll look after me for you and you look after you for me and what one's get across here is that for us to have the maximum benefit for other people we need to be the best version of ourselves we need to have our vitality we need to have our confidence we need to have our happiness and the only way that we can achieve that is by spending time and making time for us so for example if you don't have enough time to eat lunch when you're at work you know that shows that you're sacrificing your health for a job which is stupid because it's not going to lead to you performing better at work if you're never looking after yourself, not reading any books, not going to the gym, not doing the things that you want to do of an evening because you're driving kids to 50 different clubs. You're sacrificing yourself for the kids. And again, it's not a great philosophy. You've got to make sure that you've got time for you because what well, does a kid want more? Does it want to go to 50 clubs or does it want mom or dad to be the happiest, best version of themselves and interact with them positively? So we've got to have a bit of a change of mindset there. So so the first P is prioritization. You've got to prioritize yourself and you've got to be sensibly selfish which leads to the next the next p which is planning um before you get to management and leadership roles you don't really need to plan and this is one of the reasons you get paid more believe it or not uh, and and you get paid less when you're not a manager or leader because you don't have to plan and plan into art and it, and it requires you to make decisions and and um, prioritize which is one of the next points but you, you've got to plan and you've got a plan for you you've got to plan for development and you've got to plan for strategy and if you don't do this, it's going to bite you on the ass. So if you don't plan for you, as we've just talked about, you're going to get tired. You're going to start to lose your vitality. You're going to start to lose your energy. So on a weekly basis, a monthly basis and quarterly basis, you need to look at your calendar and say, when is the time in here for me? When am I going to do the things that I want to do? You know, we're, we're awake for we're, each day is 24 hours and we should sleep for about eight. Most of us sleep less, which is a, for another podcast episode. And on, typically we work for eight hours. So that leaves another eight hours. Let's so say you commute for an hour each day. So that leaves seven hours. So that's seven hours of time each day. Now I know for some of you it's gonna be less uh, where you've got time to play with. Now you fit into that showering and eating food and stuff, but still that gives us a good bit of time to play with. So plan into those times when you're gonna have time for you. And I would suggest that as a bare minimum to get you started try and find an hour a day now you a lot of you listen to this and go that's impossible but it's not you just you've just got used to thinking in the wrong way so try and start with an hour a day if that seems impossible try and find half an hour a day and think about what you'll do in that time is it go for a walk is it read a book is it learn a new thing is it go to a gym is it spend time with your partner you know that you that you you don't spend that you don't spend time with i mean that's time for other people as well but if it's time for you to socialize then then that kind of counts but the key thing here is to make sure that you find time for planning. Think about this with your team as well. If you're just busy with your team and you're just busy doing, that's not good for you or the team. Okay, that's you That's you trying to lead a team with a team member mindset not a manager mindset. So this is a really hard thing for managers to actually get into the mindset of doing, but you've got to plan time every week to develop your team and to think about where the team's heading. So your strategy. And if you haven't got time in your weeks and your days for that, you're just busy fools, and you're spending way too much time on things that aren't important. And your team are feeling misaligned. So, um, plan time for developing your team. I would suggest that at least at least once a quarter, you should have a half day where you do some kind of development exercise with your team. Um, you should sure do check-ins with them at least at least an hour um, a month to check in with them and what their goals are and develop them. And then plan time for strategy as well. So. Once a quarter, your team really should be, you and your team really should be stepping back and go, what are we focusing on for the next three months? How did the last three months go? What was good? What was bad? What did we waste time on? What's What are, actual, what are our actual top priorities? How can we focus on those over the next quarter? If you don't do that once a quarter because you think that you're too busy, you're missing the point. Yep, you, you have to spend time planning to make sure that you're doing the right stuff. It's better for you, better for your team, and it's better for the business. So there's three elements of planning there. Planning for you, which ties in with the previous P. Planning for your team, for their development, and planning for strategy, which is basically planning for the business. What are we focused on? How are we gonna to move towards it? Okay, why won't you stick to planning and why won't you prioritize yourself? Well, this leads to the third P, which is perfectionism. Okay, um, and with this P, I'm not saying implement it, I'm saying be aware of it. So, perfectionism is something that I suffer with, and most most of us will. Uh, but this is the part of your mind that tells you that if things aren't perfect they're not good enough and you need to carry on fixing them now an element of this is good because it means you're going to work to a high standard and you're going to get really graded by people that don't but what you have to comprehend is is that perfect is unattainable it's unachievable so if you've got this part of your mind that whenever you're doing tasks is telling you to uh, spend more time, spend more time, spend more time. It's not good enough, yeah. It's not good enough, yeah. It's not good enough, yet. If you listen to that, what's going to happen is your tasks and the things that you're doing are going to start to take over your life. You're going to start taking them home with you. You're going to start not being able to switch off because no matter how good you've made this thing that you've got to do, um, you it's still not good enough. There's still part of your brain going Well, you've got to do it, you've got to spend more time in it, you've got to stay up late tonight, you've got to work on it on the weekend. So you have to be very aware of the perfectionist beast or monster or whatever you want to call it and you've got to understand it because if you understand it then you can start creating a healthier relationship with it and the way to um pacify the impact that the perfectionist monster has on you is to think of two things 80 percent and minimum viable product so If you can make something to a standard where you're 80% happy with it, it's probably good enough. Okay, it doesn't need to be 100%. There's still going to be things you can improve. But start focusing on 80% because then you can actually get things done within timeframes. If you focus on 100%, things will just never be done. You'll constantly be refining and messing around with things to a point where you're getting diminishing returns. And minimum viable product. Think about Apple. Think about the iPhone, one of the most successful um, products of, of all time. Okay, the, the the first iPhone in comparison to the iPhone today, whatever version it's on, was not, was terrible in comparison. But what Apple didn't do is say, well, we're going to wait until we've developed the most advanced iPhone ever and then release it. So it's incredible. They said, look, we're, we're going to release a minimum viable product, which is good, which is still done to a good standard. You know, it's 80% of what we want it to be. We know it's got improvements. But we're going to get that out there because once it's out there, we can then listen to customer feedback. We can refine it, improve it, and, and, and con- con- continually make it better. So if you embrace that mindset with your projects, with your tasks, with your things at work, uh, it's gonna start to make your life a lot easier. You can go home at night making peace for the fact that yes, it's not perfect, but it doesn't need to be perfect. It needs to be good. Um, And that will help you stop letting work and tasks creep into your personal life. So we've got uh, prioritization. We've got planning. We'll only stick to our planning if we make sure that we don't let perfectionism take over. And then the fourth P is Parkinson's Law so parkinson's law states that a task will expand to fill the time that we allow it a task will expand to fill the time that we allow it now as a manager or as a leader if you're not mentally protecting your time and making time for you and implementing the steps that we've talked about previously in your head you're going to have this mental timetable that says my work can pass into my personal life my work can come home with me because you're allowing that time and the task will expand to fit it because you're allowing that time and you're embracing the or letting perfectionism kick in so it's like well, actually it's not good enough yet. i've got to spend more time on it and actually i can take it home with me tonight now this leads to busy professionals working at home working on the weekends it led to me constantly working working on sundays trying to make things better changing where things were on boxes for for workouts because i thought it looked a bit better just doing stuff that has no no return so by being strict with your time in your head and planning when you're going to have time for you and when the time for work is, what will happen is when you start to plan your tasks, you'll actually fit them into boxes. Uh, if you don't plan those tasks and give deadlines to them, you're going to let them creep into your personal life, you're going to let them take over. So if, you, if you're if you prioritizing and you're planning and you're making sure that you're not being a perfectionist and then you're sticking to Parkinson's law and not letting that time expand past that, uh, that plan that you've got in your head, things will start to fit in things will start to fit around you you'll you'll notice that you're getting more done and you've got time to spend time with your children with your families walking your dogs going for a run whatever it might be and then the final p is proactivity and this is a mindset p again Um, we want to be proactive not reactive so a lot of teams that i work with i notice that they are addicted to being reactive and the truth is this and we all need to understand this is that it's actually easier to be reactive and just do what comes our way than it is to be proactive it's easier in the short term because if we want to be proactive we have to make decisions and we have to plan and we have to prioritize and that's difficult because we without we you know making decisions makes us feel stressed because we might make the wrong decision or it, it basically puts more weight on our shoulders whereas waiting for emails to come in and responding to emails or responding to fires and firefighting we don't really have to make a decision we just kick into action so if you find yourself sometimes sat there going oh, i'm not really sure what i should do i'm just going to check my emails and you almost kind of want something to come in so that you can react to it you're not being proactive and it, it probably tells you you've got some fears around decision making um which is a, which is for a separate podcast episode but think about where that's going to lead to in the long run think about where it's going to lead to for your team think about where it's going to lead to for you we don't want to live reactive lives okay we we need to be reactive to an extent but we want to live proactive lives we want to be moving towards our goals we want to be moving towards our priorities we want to be moving towards making the bringing the things into reality that we that we got a vision of and we can't do that by just being reactive all the time so you have to get into the discipline of being proactive and Part of doing that is being good at prioritizing and being good at decision-making, which is a a separate podcast that we'll cover. Uh, But at least if you recognize that you're being reactive, you know that's an issue that you've got to uh, overcome getting more more proactive by being better at prioritizing and better at decision-making. So quick overview of those five Ps uh, to help us avoid burnout and have more time for ourselves. And the first one is to prioritize yourself, prioritize your life, And be sensibly selfish the second one is to achieve that through planning planning for you planning development for your team and planning for strategy the third one is avoiding perfectionism so being aware of perfectionism and avoiding it by focusing on being 80 percent good enough and minimum viable product the fourth p is parkinson's law so the task will expand for the time that we allow it so being strict with deadlines and making sure that tasks fit into times and making sure that we're allotting times to tasks and the fifth one is the mindset piece of moving towards being more proactive and less reactive, which we can achieve through good decision making and prioritising. So, those are the five P's that that work. Now, maybe you were hoping for some incredible new tool or piece of artificial intelligence that's going to help you kind of organise your your diary and, and sort your life out for you and stop overwhelm. Well, I'm sorry, but there there isn't anything like that. Uh, you know. Being, being really successful and being really balanced and having a good life isn't about doing extraordinary things. It's about doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. So if you want to stop getting burnt out and you want to have more time and you want to get more done in the time that you've got available to you, it's not about doing anything crazy. It's about implementing basic habits like the ones that we've just talked about in this podcast. Most of the issues and challenges that you face are created in your own mind and the good news about that is that they are solved in your own mind as well so you don't need any crazy tools you don't need any new piece of uh you don't need the latest gadget or any bright shiny objects you need to work on these basic principles and if you do that you're going to have more time you're going to start moving towards better health and a better life and better balance your teams are going to appreciate you more your families and friends are going to appreciate you more and you're going to get better results for your business There's no reason not to do this. The only reason not to do this is because we get comfortably uncomfortable. We don't like things the way they are, but it's easier to keep them the way they are and moan about them than it is to actually do something about it because that takes a bit of effort. So if you're stuck in this area, you're probably comfortable uncomfortable, which leads on to my final point, which is don't just listen to this stuff and think those are good ideas. You've got to go away and take action. Okay, you've got to think about these things and think, what can i start implementing about what i've taken from this today right away because if you do that you start to make changes and when you start to make changes your brain learns oh this is actually working I'm, I'm, I'm growing i'm making improvements and that becomes addictive but if you think about it and sit on it and don't do anything about it nothing changes and then your brain learns that you're just stuck where you are and there's no point in even trying to learn anymore because nothing makes any difference so you've got to learn and and, and ball power to you for spending time listening to this but now you've got to go away and put some of this into action so take some notes write down those five p's think about which one you are the struggling with the most score them if you if you if you like and then think about what's the top three actions that you can take today this week next week this quarter to start making those improvements we've got free tools over at betterhappy.co.uk and you just click free tools at the top one of them is called the proactivity planner which helps you plan out how you're going to do these things with your team so you can go and get that for free. And if you'd like any further help, please do not hesitate to reach out to me on LinkedIn or share comments below this podcast. Great work listening to this today. And I can't wait to hear about any of the improvements that you make through listening to these five Ps. They work, they're tried, they're tested. Um, go away, show people how to, how to lead with, um, with with vitality and with diligence. Thanks for listening and I look forward to you joining us on the next podcast. Remember, life, teams and business are better than happy. Here you go. Here you go.